It's game time. Spilling tea and talking sports. You're listening to the Game Day Tea Podcast with your host, my name, D. Hello, everyone. I am back from my hiatus. Where did I go? I went to Burning Man. More on that episode in a couple of seconds. I do want to say, if you have missed any of my old podcasts, please, please, please uh, go to Outsports on Spotify, Apple ID, and search for Outsports, the game day T. And your host, D. Gill, of this lovely podcast every Tuesday will pop up on your device. Listen to all the episodes. You won't miss it. Uh, Today, however, like I said, it's our quote-unquote Bernie Man decompression episode. And I said R because I have the co-founder of Outsports, Sid Ziegler, joining me today. My fellow Burner, welcome to the podcast. (laughs) I was asking my husband when we left, I'm like, this is my second burn are we burners now? And he said, absolutely. Are you hooked? I, are you hooked? And I said, I'm hooked. Yes. It's, it's hard not to be hooked. Um, so if you've never heard of Burning Man, I'm going to say go to burningman.org first. Don't go to Facebook or Instagram because you're going to get some pre whatever nose, notion of what do you think it is from the Instagram models person all the art, right, Sid? <laughs> Burning Man is a lot of different things. Yes. And no matter where you go, you're going to get too much of one of those things. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, so there's Burning Man has 10 principles that it lives by and uh, radical self-expression and like uh, gift giving and like uh, self-reliance. Um, it, it really tested me out there, Sid. My first day was Thursday before the week. We got out there Thursday night. Took us about six hours to get to our plot, and we had to build our camp in a whiteout. For those of you who don't know, know what a whiteout is, it's completely like a dust storm, just blowing, just blowing, blowing, blowing. And Sid, I was like, I don't know, girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, how long? How long? <laughs> how long did the dust storm last? It lasted all day of the build on Friday. We had maybe 20 minutes of downtime, then boom, right up. And everybody kept telling me and my partner, my partner, Richard, went as well. That's like, you all, this is not how it usually is. I'm so sorry you have to do this right now. Like you're experiencing this. And I was just like, this is crazy. It was like, if you've ever seen pictures of Dubai and the sandstorms, it's just just like that. And so, but I was so proud of my team. My camp, my camp name is Camp Hunty. Shout out to you all. We did a really awesome job and it really came together. Yeah, this was my second Burning Man. And the first one, there was a whiteout for maybe I was I was at district one day and then rode home. And maybe it was a 45-minute whiteout where you really you had to get off your 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 bike and walk very slowly. Yeah. Um but then yeah, this year was really bad because. I heard about the, the the dust storm during the build. And again, for, for people who don't know it, if there's a dust storm, you have to have goggles on, you have to have a mask over your face. Um, and, and it is, it's brutal. It's windy, it's dusty. And it's a it's the, just this fine dust. It's not like sand blowing around. It really is dust blowing around. Mm-hmm. And then the last day, Saturday, which was a lot of people's last day, we had that nine hour dust storm. So this year was, a it was a, the, the, the weather conditions alone this year were way worse than three years ago, and they were brutal by all accounts. 
Yes. Uh, speaking of that Saturday, so my partner and I had this big, huge canvas tent that we camped in, and it was so hot Sunday that we could not sleep in the tent. Like once nine o'clock hits, if you don't have any, a good shade structure over your tent, it's burning up in there. It's like a furnace. So we got outside. We literally slept in that dust storm, that whiteout. Got covered in dust, but we were sleeping. And then when we got tired of getting covered in dust, we went into the tent, sweated for about an hour. And then we came right back out. This was so hour in the tent, hour in the sauna, hour in the dust. Hour, it was brutal. It was brutal. <laughs> and that was well, the day that I met you, though. That was the day yeah, that I met Yeah, it was the last day that we were there. And I had been trying to track you down um, a couple times. I went looking for you. because. So for those of you who don't know, Burning Man is kind of designed... A, a, as a clock mm-hmm. and the, the book said that you were at 715 um which is kind of a a, a road mm-hmm. and i looked everywhere for you camp and can't find it in the last day my husband said let's just check by seven and i'm like why would he be by seven o'clock mm-hmm. if the book says 715 and sure enough yes he moved you last minute and i'm so glad my husband suggested <laughs> otherwise we would still would have never met I know. And that would have been, talk about the missed opportunity of like out sports history, <laughs> but no, like, like I've never, so you all, I've never met Sid in person. So for me to meet him at this wonderful event, like bring man, it's just really one of the highlights of my burn. Uh, so story behind that, Sid, they got, we got in like literally like three o'clock in the morning and the Ranger, they placed us placement places right by the porta parties at seven o'clock. And we were like, okay, this is fine. You know, maybe we get some foot traffic from the porta potties from our camp events. But our main focus was, I hope you all better mark this down that you're moving us because the people from 715 and G, if they leave a whole bunch of moop, which is for those of you listening is matter out of place, we don't want to get dinged for it and not be invited back. <laughs> and yeah, you mentioned the matter out of place. One of the principles, you mentioned the 10 principles. One of them is leaving no trace. And, and one of the reasons that the federal park service allows Burning Man to exist in this desert park is this leaving no trace that Mm -hmm. their agreement is after the event, it will be as though you were never there. And people take it very seriously. Um, You know, they, they, they look through their camp over and over again, making sure that they didn't even leave glitter. Glitter is strongly discouraged at Burning Man because it leaves a little bit of, moop matter out of place so yeah you don't want to get blamed for somebody else's moop no you don't no you don't and uh our camp literally combed combed with rakes our plot like seriously we were finding stuff we were just like a tiny little string off of a garment we were picking it up like nope we're not going to get dinged for that so fingers crossed that we are all good we're in the green on the map that comes out in a few weeks of like what camps did better at mooping or not you know so Hopefully that's okay. I do want to back it up a little bit because some of you are probably listening and saying, well, why would somebody even go to that event? You know, in the desert, it's hot. You all said it's a whiteout, you know, uh, showers. I, I barely showered baby wipes and I shower like every other day or I can't make shower. Like, no, that's, I don't like that. Sid, what was your reason? Two-part question. What was your reason going the first year and why did you come back? For 10 or 15 years, my husband has talked about going to Burning Man, and I have said no the entire time. And one year, it was about five or six years ago, he got 
to tickets. And at that point, I was like, all right, you want to go, I'll go. But I, uh, I was a college football referee and I also worked NFL games and the replay booth. And so I said, eh, you know what, why don't you go ahead? I have too much football going on. And while he was there, Darius, this is from somebody who never wanted to go to Burning Man. I was so jealous. And when he got home, we had the biggest fight because I was so mad that he had had this amazing life experience without me. Mm-hmm. And I promised him I would go the following year. And I'll tell you, if there's, if for only one reason, well, there are lots of reasons to go to Burning Man, like we said. And, and, and if you talk about any one thing, you're going to get one thing overrepresented. But I will say this, no matter whether you get into the, the personal growth part or the music or the art or the giving, the generosity, there is, n- there is no other life experience mm-hmm. that I have ever had and probably ever will have mm-hmm. that will replicate. And I would say this for both of my trips to Burning Man, that will replicate the first night you ride out onto the playa. Oh, yeah. And there is this overwhelming. I, 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 I remember you, when you were talking, you were like, I'm not even sure I'm going to try to describe Burning Man because it's indescribable. <laughs> yeah. Riding out into the playa, it's like riding into a video game where everyone is on the same team and everyone wins all night long. And it's yeah. just the most it's the most shocking experience I've ever had in my life yeah yeah that's it's so true and it's so true um speaking uh of we'll get to your second part of that question in a second but I want to interject to say how you didn't go because of the football it was so extremely frustrating pre-burn to know that I was going to miss the opening UGA versus Oregon college football game. <laughs> I looked at that schedule and I said, we better be playing a cake, a cupcake type of ball state, uh, Kimball state university, whatever type of university for the first game that I'm not going to be you no know, too upset about. Cause I know we're going to blow the team out. But when I saw that September 3rd was going to be UGA versus Oregon, I felt some type of way, even like the day up until the burn. That first day of my burn, my phone died that night. I didn't charge it. I didn't care. I was so immersed. It really makes you do not care about what they call the default world. Like so, so I, I understand. We love our football team. We love it, you know. But man, did we make the right decision to go into Burning Man? You know, one of the things that I got this year, my second time around, was this sense of personal growth. I think the first time that I went, I was there more for the parties and more for the music and more for the fun. This time I grew as a person and having, so for those of you who haven't been, um, cell reception is essentially non-existent. It's impossible to look at social media or websites or email or make phone calls. So on Saturday, we started driving there. I shut my phone off and that was it. I then lost my phone <laughs> one night as I was taking pictures. Uh, and, and the beautiful thing about Burning Man is I knew that someone would hand it in and they did, which is amazing. And I'm so thankful for whoever that was. Yep. But that forced separation from the rest of the world and from social media, Darius, I used to be a news junkie 
I don't watch news anymore. Mm. I barely look at social media. I'm I'm virtually off of Twitter. I, I'll, I've shared a couple things here and there, mm-hmm. but it was it's been so good. It was such a wonderful nine forced days away from the rest of the world to realize all these things that brought me angst and made me upset. I don't need them in my life anymore. Yeah, it's 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 a beautiful feeling. It's a beautiful feeling to deconnect. I am a Twitter junkie. I'm not afraid to say it. I love learning about finance, Twitter, crypto, Twitter. That's me. Like you go on my Twitter feed is nothing but stuff about, you know, Chainlink and other other these crypto stuff, yada, yada, yada. But I did not care for a whole week and a half. I didn't care. You were having, you were just going, 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 being that for me, it was like my true self. And uh, after the break, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why I went, went and what I got out of it for my first burn, um, a virgin burner as they call it, but it was so nice to to just unplug. We'll be right back with the Game Day Tea. Welcome back to the Game Day Tea. Sid Ziegler and I are talking about Burning Man, his second burn, my first burn, Virgin Burner. I hope you enjoyed listening to this because we have a lot more to dive into. Uh, Sid, before the break, I was talking about how I wanted to let our listeners know what it meant to me to go. So backstory on how I and my partner even got to go was uh, I went to EDC. I go with EDC Las Vegas about every year now, I guess you can say been four years uh, with a group of friends. And those friends had a guy, my camp leader of Camp Hunty, Caden. Shout out to Caden if you're listening to this. And he was like, you know what, you two, I think Burning Man's more on your wavelength. I just feel it in you. And we were like, dude, we would love, would love to go to Burning Man. How do we go? He, this is his sixth, 15th or 16th burn. And he was like, I see it in you. You guys got to go. We're like, well, you know what? Let us know what to do. We got the money on deck. We're ready to go. The burner gods came through, Sid, and he had extra tickets for us to go. And I went in knowing that I needed to be validated in my queerness. I need to be validated in my creativity. And for some people, you don't need validation. Kudos to you. That's not everybody in the world. (laughs) But for me, all throughout my life, I've been told you need to be this. This is not Christ-like. This is not how a man should act. This is not how a man should dress. This is not how a man, yada, 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 right? I get out there. I'm packing. Well, first of all, I'm packing all these outfits, Sid, that think I was like what I would like to be, how I like to dress. And I get out there. And the first day, I'm in just a regular t-shirt and shorts. I'm like, Darius, Digo, did you learn anything? Did you learn anything? You know why? Like, this is your moment to fly your wings. My ply name is Lotus, is Rebirth. Use this time to rebirth that new person in you, that creative person that you want to be. Let it fly free. And then from that first day on, I was like, I got so many compliments on what I was wearing, how like how nice I was, just me in general. And it felt so good to be amongst other people that didn't care how I looked. They complimented it, but it wasn't any negative things in no, uh, notation or comments or anything like that. It was all love, sharing everything. I mean, it's just, I felt that piece of me was finally saying, you're home, Digil, you're home. It's funny, there were a couple parties where I saw somebody in a jeans and t-shirt and I was like, do they know where they are because uh, there's you see it's hard to distinguish amongst the guys who's straight and who's gay Mm -hmm. 
Oh yeah. We we had you know and everybody's pretty. I remember, I remember this one guy, I probably late twenties, early thirties, beautiful body, handsome, wearing these tight leggings, um, you know, and some necklaces and uh, this this I mean this gay ass hat, mm. and he introduced himself to my husband. My husband, you know, I think starts hitting on him a little bit, mm. and the guy's like, "Oh, I'm straight." They're like, "What?" <laughs> That's my girlfriend. Like, what? <laughs> and that's one of the beauties of Burning Man. Yeah. You can't figure out for the most part yeah. who's gay and straight because all those lines are blurred. People are just um, self-expressing. Like you said, there's this awesome engagement picture between this guy and this woman and the guy's wearing a tutu mm-hmm. uh, at Burning Man. It's just, it's one of the beautiful things of it. And I'm that's so awesome that you felt you were yeah. able to self-express in a way. And um you were in drag for the first time. I was in drag for the first time. I did. <laughs> this is funny because so my camp, we hosted on White Wednesday, we hosted a lip sync type of soiree, but I took the opportunity to really do drag for the first time. And I did a number to Church Girl by Beyonce. And I dressed up as an old lady church lady and I came out there and I said some church scriptures and then I got on stage and I started the number off like an old lady danced like an old lady and then I I had a wig reveal Sid <laughs> for those of you out there familiar with uh drag race terms I had a wig reveal I took the old granny hair off and I put a pink wig on I took off my choir robe and I had a little sexy little black dress and it felt so good and I was just in my zone and when I got off the stage, the looks in the crowd, like my partner said, I was like, how was that? How did I do? How did I do? How was it? He was like, they weren't ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, yeah, they were not expecting that. They were not expecting that. And I was like, wow. And that was just they, me. Because they knew you, they weren't expecting it? Well, no, they just didn't. Like, so we didn't, nobody came in our camp, came like to know like a song to we had to prepare for. Like for that night, my camp leader didn't say, you all need to pick a number and like perform for us. It was just like, pick a song. We had a thick book about like 1600 songs to to pick through and just lip sync. But I took it a step further. I'm a little bit extra. I'm a little bit extra. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm going to do a drag performance. So like, you know, this is my only time to do this. I'm thinking in my head because I don't know if I'm brave enough to go to like San Francisco and like actually sign up for a competition. But it, like my partner was like, they just weren't expecting that. Like, it was like a production. I don't want to toot my own horn. If you want to see the video, tweet me. I'll send it to you. But I really went all out because I didn't know if I would ever get that chance again. And after um, Burning Man, my husband and I were talking about how our, our costume, our outfit game is just not up to par. <laughs> we are essentially... We throw on a speedo and some piece of jewelry during the day, mm-hmm. and then we throw on leggings and a fur at night, and that is essentially our outfit. So, you know, <laughs> I do want to see the videos. I do want to see what you did because I need some inspiration to say, all right, you need to up your game a little bit. <laughs> but you know what? That is the gay burner attire. Like, not not every gay dresses like that, but majority of the gays will, and there's nothing wrong with it because it looked. It looks so you you both looked so good. You know what I mean? It was just oh, it's just like so it's so freaking hot during the yeah. day. I don't want to put anything else on. Oh no, I couldn't wear like I barely even needed. I got a I put on the fur coat, 
you know, or a long coat, like two of the nights. And I was like, I was sweating on my bike. I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, start trying to look cute and let's think about functional wear for a second. I am like paddling deep playa, trying to go to Robot Heart, like probably like, <laughs> what do you use, like 12 or one o'clock? You know what I mean? I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is so hot. And I'm just pouring, dripping. I was like, all right, I know next year. I didn't have a basket on my bike. So that's like, I, I've made yeah. a checklist on things that I have to get next year and a cart or basket on my bike is a must. So I can just carry the coat, put it on for a couple of cute pictures and take it off. <laughs> this, I'll tell you, this was a much hotter at night than last time I was there. <clears throat> last time I was there at night, you needed a jacket, if not a really heavy jacket mm. every single night. And this year, I think there were, there was one night I used it pretty much the whole time. Um, there was one night where it was a couple hours, but the rest of the time you're just riding around shirtless. Like, no, yeah. you just didn't need it. And that's, that is pretty abnormal for Burning Man. It is. And it, I can see how that is not for everyone. The heat, right? And then that, that dust storm Saturday night. And I want to say there was a bad one Friday night going to Saturday AM, really dusty, really, really dusty. And I was, and I thought to my head, Okay, if I ever invite anyone out here, I am going to lay the law down really quickly because I refuse to get like a message saying, I don't know what the hell you brought me out here to. Like, this is not, nah, 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 nah. no, I like, you know, the people that in your life said that you would say, all right, yeah, th they could be some good burners, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, the ones you wouldn't be like, no, it's not for you. Like, it could be for you, but maybe somebody else can invite you, but not me because I don't want that. <laughs> Think, think, Darius. Now, I, I want to hear from you one or two moments or experiences that really have lingered with you. Ooh, okay, right off the bat. So there. And here's the thing: I'm going to eliminate that are outside your camp, but did not involve your camp at your camp. Okay. So uh, those of you that have listened to the podcast or know me know that I've been I've been dealt with some pretty shitty like neurological shit in my life before and it was once diagnosed with ALS and now it's not ALS is Hirayama disease which is non-fatal thank goodness you know but I still have muscle atrophy in my hands and my forearms so when I first got diagnosed with ALS above and beyond came out with the album and uh it really touched me I listened to it over 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 again because there's they just have so many uh, melodic songs just sad songs uplifting songs the whole album was just so nice and um it really got me through those tough times and above and beyond played at Burning man and i told my camp i was like hey you know i don't know what we're doing friday night but one o'clock i'm at opulent temple i'm seeing above and beyond everybody wanted to go Everybody in the camp was like, let's go. We're going. We're like, we're doing this. It was so nice to see, like, just to connect with, like, you pick your favorite artist, Sid, you know, that helped you out the bad time, rough time, or just your favorite artist in general, and just think about seeing them at Burning Man. That was that for me, okay? That's part one of that. So during the Above and Beyond set, they put that Pavo from Above and Beyond is going to be at the discount art car at four o'clock in the morning yeah. so we're thinking oh crap we need we we he's gonna release new music 
Like that's he's gonna release new music. So we went back across railroad across Playa, all the way back to our camp, got a little rest, got our butts out to the discount art car. And let me tell you how fate works. Timing, coincidence, all that stuff. You know, all those kind of words that kind of coincide with each other. We get to the discount art car in the back of it, and this guy says, You all want to come up? Like, you know, we got on the art car. On that discount art car, and I'm like freaking out. Like, I, I know you're not about to tell me that I'm about to be on the art car with someone from above and beyond, which should be like a thousand dollars for floor tickets somewhere. You know, that's the beauty about Burning Man. Not to, I want to sidetrack just a little bit. You, the artist there, you can be as close as you want to them, it doesn't matter. So, I'm thinking, oh my god. So, we get there a little bit earlier before his set plays, and he comes on, and I Ooh, I'm trying not to tear up right now, but I got to stand. It was Pavo on the decks, his girlfriend, and then it was me. Literally that <laughs> order. You cannot get close to that man in the outside default world at all. Like you literally, I would, it would be like, Sid, you were on stage at a concert with your favorite artist. Like, like you may get a backstage pass. Hey, how are you doing? A little beat and greet. But you will not be on stage with them while the concert is going on. And it was just the most magical time I had, you know, with all my campmates, all my friends. It was just, I, I, can, I can't explain it. There's a whole set. It was so beautiful. I have so many pictures and videos. And it's just like this. Is, and this is what you know, life is like. This is what life was like. Third part of that, <laughs> I'm almost done, is that I talked to one of the campmates from the discount art car and she said, you know what, thank you for sharing that story because I told her like how much this experience meant to me. She was like, the person that built this, helped build this art car is a person of color and she would love to hear that story. Do you mind mm -hmm. taking a picture with me so I can tell her? I was like, of course. So we took the picture. You know, I contact, I hit up Discount Art Car back in the default world and they sent it, I got in contact with the creator of the Discount Art Car and she thanked me so much for sharing that message for her. And it was just like, wow, like it all came full circle. Like me having that neurological disease, me listening to Above and Beyond, me seeing them, me getting on the art car, seeing that, and then having someone really thank me for appreciating their art. I, I couldn't have asked for a better burner moment. That's pretty special. That, that that's pretty cool. I, yeah. One of the things that I, I said to to people over and over again, and it speaks to what you were just saying, I'd say look around you. There at night, particularly there are there are several hundred art cars out there. There are many other clubs all throughout Burning Man. There's hundreds of clubs right now, hundreds of them, with the most stunning art and the best DJs in the world. I said, if you took any one of those art cars or clubs and took any one of those DJs, people would pay through the nose and have the time of their lives. How blessed are we yeah. to have hundreds of them at our disposal? Yeah. It's um, so it's, it's, it is one of the special things about Burning Man. And I, I, so if you want to comment, but I, I do have a, a, a pointed question for you. Yeah, go ahead. You mentioned being a person of color. Mm -hmm. It's a very white, somewhat Asian, but very white event. Not a lot of Black people, not a lot of Hispanic people. 
And I've seen criticism that the event is inherently racist. And, and I've scratched my head about it because people are so free and so wonderful and so giving. Talk to me about being a person of color there. It was, it was amazing. There's no color at Burning Man. You know, I, I, I'm with you as far as like giving up social media, stuff like that. There are so negative Nancy's like it. I was pre-burn. The Burning Man Facebook group was so negative. It's still negative to this day. It makes you not want to go. It makes you want to say, why am I even going to this event? Because everybody is so negative. They always bring about the negative things about Burning Man and this and that. And I was like, one of them was a, a topic of people of color. And it was like, okay, well, and I even watched a documentary before I went. It was like, it's a call like Black Burners at Burning Man. I can link it. I can show you. But this one guy literally said when he first went to his Burning Man, and I think it was in 2014, after the man burned down, he had a thought like, are they about to link? to me i never been around this many white people before wow. i was like oh my gosh like he really felt that way my experience was awesome i didn't i i i missed now there's a people of color meetup group and there was a picture taken and there's a set burning man really tried to make it inclusive they had a problem which was not representation i don't want to say they had a racism problem because i didn't see that at all but they realized that they needed they wanted more people of color represented at burning man and they did a job with that based off of the picture that i seen but um, yeah, it's it's for everyone. And there's a couple of people that have commented on my pictures that, you know, my Facebook is inherently predominantly black. You know, I'm black, okay? <laughs> but it's just like, I was putting comments, like people were saying, oh my gosh, that looks so cool where I want to go. And I was saying, hey, you should check it out. Like you, this is your wavelength, like do it. You need to go one year. And I think by people like me, spreading awareness, putting up pictures, more and more people are going to go. I think people of color need to go. If, if you feel like you're honestly have been depressed in America or in society or in the world, Burning Man will be the place for you to realize what it could be like and how free you can be yourself without color and without any judgment. Well, I, no, I appreciate that because I'm always interested in hearing people's experiences that I, I certainly can't speak to being a black person at Burning Man. Um, and, and, and when you talk about people you know, need to go, of course, if, if you have an interest go one of the things that a lot of people don't know is that no matter what color you are gender or sexual orientation burning man has a a program where where people who it's expensive to go to burning man mm -hmm. but if you don't have as much money they have a way that you can get free or discounted tickets and it involves you know sharing you know tax returns or whatever but if, if you do have an interest in going and and you think oh i can't afford it you may have to jump through a couple hoops, but you can. Yep. One way or the other, you can. Yep. Where there's a will, there's a way. I love yep. that saying. Where there's a will, there's a way. And if it's meant to be for you, it's meant to happen. Um, like, like I told you earlier in the podcast, the story of me, it wasn't just about me going to EDC this year and having a friend came. No, I had met my friend that introduced me to EDM in 2015. Without meeting him, I would have never gone to EDC. Without never going to EDC, I would have never met Caden. Without never meeting Caden, I would never be to Burning Man. So it just, it all just happens that way in the universe. And if it's meant to be, if there's a, it's meant to be, and you will find a way to go. Um, I, I want to, we have a little bit of time left, but I do want to say, make this a little bit of sports related because we're, hey, we're out of sports, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> I did see that uh, Olympic all-star gold medalist Sean White went to Burning Man and he video 
Carnalice's time at Burning Man. And he started off with saying, I finally get a chance to do my bucket list. And it and it reminded me, it's like, wow, these athletes, when you get that good, Sid, your life is sports. Like yep. your off season isn't Burning Man. It's it's okay, I make it to go to you no know, Mexico for two, three days, but I have to train. I have to watch what I eat when I go to that Mexico trip before I, you know what I mean? And so he was like, I was like, wow, like how many people were there like you and I finally saying, yep, this is my week to say F it, I'm doing it. So that was so cool to see a guy like him of his status be like, yes, I'm finally getting to live my life a little bit more. Danica Patrick was there, the race car driver, Connor Koenig, uh, outsports athlete who um, you know, was a swimmer and played water polo. He's a DJ and he spun a couple uh, sets there. So there was definitely, there was some, there was some sports there. I saw somebody with a golf putter and a ball in the middle of a uh, dance floor at 5 a.m. putting the golf ball around. <laughs> you never know who or what you're going to encounter at Burning Man. You never know. That, that's exactly right. And um, if you are listening to this podcast and you're like, man, these guys sound crazy or like you guys, like I want to know more information about it. Like how do I get started? Sid is okay if they contact you, give them a little bit more insight if they haven't already in this podcast. Yeah, sure. And, and, and I will profess the 11th principle of Burning Man. Darius talked about the 10 main principles. The 11th one is uh, safety third, which yeah. I absolutely, absolutely love. <laughs> yes. And I have a de facto uh, 12th one is consent. Consent is sexy. Big, uh, yes. Yeah. And no. in the default world. So uh, yeah, Sid, how can they contact you if they want to um, learn more? Oh. Just Instagram or, or my Twitter DMs are open. You can just message me on social media. Sweet. And you can uh, reach me at the game day T on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or my personal Instagram, DGILTMBOTM. I hope you enjoyed us uh, talking about Burning Man as much as we love to. I can do this for another three hours, honestly. <laughs> I don't think my yeah. listeners would appreciate that. But <laughs> so I know I really appreciate your time this this evening and um yeah let's let's go next year and let's see if there's any way we can like do a live not live but at least recorded podcast next year we'll see but thank you for coming on the game Nancy. i appreciate it thanks for chatting all right everybody um in this default world there's three principles that i always say at the end of my podcast and that's be you be true and be fierce take care <laughs>